The following program is rated TVMANOC. It contains a big pair of nuts directly on your chin. It is intended only for mature audiences. Viewer discretion advised. I say white to remind people that white supremacy is everywhere. Oh, God, what a cunt. Obesity is epidemic in the United States and a major cause of death. What is fat activism? I, a fat person, am sharing my own lived experience. Pizza is a vegetable. Your fat phobia is your problem. It is not my place as a smaller bodied white man to comment on it. Radical body positivity. What can men do against such reckless hate? There's only one man who can help me. This is for you new people. I only have one rule. Everyone fights, no one quits. This day we fight! Woolnormouth. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, the bacon is sizzling. Welcome to the Daily Swole. Testing, 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 test, 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 testing, testing, testicles, testing, testicles, testicles. Welcome everyone to episode 25 Hundo and Sixtish Schwam of the Daily Mother Swole, the most muscular swole cast, beer cast, broadcast, game cast, man cast, pimp cast, sleeves cast, and slay cast in the realm. Because when I flex, you flex, we all flex our biceps. What's going on, beaches, booshes, busters, hustlers, and your hoes? It's your boy Papa Swolio back with another episode in today's episode, the Beast Cast is brought to you as powered as sponsored by Everson K2 flexing on all you be It's the fucking Catalina wine mixer. It's the fucking Catalina wine mixer. All right, fam, everyone, right now, um, let's get on each other's cases. Hit the thumbs up button on YouTube. It helps tremendously. A lot more people that are subscribed to the page will get their alerts because YouTube is a bunch of chodes. They don't want you making sick fucking games. It's true. YouTube does not, Sundar Pichai does not want you to make sick fucking gains, but I want you to make sick fucking gains. And you should probably want people that you know to make sick fucking gains too. So everyone hit the thumbs up button, watch all the gains flood in and share the show with your friends. Thank you for being here. Make sure you drop in the comments down below. What are you smashing today? And a reminder, everything that we talk about about today in the show, the seven pillars, Swolnormous X, joining the fam, uh, getting alerts for the show, getting on the email list. Everything is in the description down below. And uh, make sure you check all that out, especially if you're new here and you haven't signed up for all those things. Check it out. And, uh, you know, everything's in the box. Everything's in the box down below. You know what I'm talking about? Everything is in the box down below. And Papa Swolio's got the best box in the game, but you all know that already. Okay, let's get into a couple announcements. And then, of course, we'll get into that tip reminder tomorrow right after the live stream. Tomorrow is Fef. It's Fuck'em Friday. Right after tomorrow's live stream, we have overtime and we have a brand new Drive Mulganing. We also have more of those special extra thirsty balls deep edits that we've been throwbacking at the end of the episodes lately. So make sure you show up there for tomorrow's overtime because we have brand new ones. We do about three every single week, including brand new Driving While Gaining during overtime. So of course we stream it live and it's available for watching later inside Swole TV for members. So make sure you sign up today and be there for that. It's going to be awesome. 
Also, we have, of course, our Balls Deep for Summer release party. It's in 18 days, if I did the math correctly. Monday, May 29th. Be there for that. 12 noon Eastern time. Same time as our normally scheduled accountability meeting um, until further notice. It's probably going to be 12 noon. And uh, it's going to be a great time. So be there for that. We have major releases. So stay tuned. And of course, we have some awesome new merch. Mark Safe from Blue Hair Dye. Of course. Yow. <laughs> Very important to be Mark Safe from that. Check out our Marked Safe series. We're going to have a bunch of other ones added. Marked Safe from Seed Oils. We have Marked Safe from Septum Piercings. And of course, we have Swole Acceptance and Swole Liberation added to our Swole Privilege design. So that's fucking fire. Let's get a little America for those. It's America season. It's America season. So check out all the new merch. All right, let's get into today's nut. Let's get that exposed. Welcome, Nick, Elizabeth, Lindsay, Wilberto, Jack, Jeff, Nick, Lupe, Stone. How we doing, Barrett, Rebecca, Pedro in the house. Welcome, Brenda, Mika. Come one, come all. Let's summon the Falcon. Uh, put some respect on it, ya bitches. Just the two of us. We can make gains if we try. Just the two of us. All right. Hashtag seven pillars for a chance to win today's swole card. Drop that in the comments down below. We all love some seven pillars. A nice, juicy seven pillars card brought to you by Tess Hornaday and, of course, Tainty and the church. Very nice. They're cute. They're cute indeed. All right, fam. Now let's spit on it and get into that tip. Babe, just an inch, just an inch. Got it everywhere. It's cold outside. Take a sip of some vegan tears. All right, let's get into the first Swole Fam post. We got our first one from Danny. Oh, Danny boy. Danny says, what up, fam? Just checking in. Don't get to post too often. Uh, Still love being part of the Swole Fam. Keep crushing. Go to the fucking gym. Hashtag Swole Fam for life thank you for checking in danny give us some updates next time too you're checking in you're just you didn't do anything you just posted come on man we want to know what's going on with you man what's going on swole fam for life indeed but um next time you post tell us what's up what's the latest what's the good word what's the good word man okay ah good book good book Mark says, finally got a book of Papa's read off of Papa's reading list. Had to take the cover off because of all the uh, intelligent, quote, customers saw me reading this and only saw the bright red letters thinking I was indeed woke. The smart, the smart ones actually took the time to ask me what it was about. And I gladly told them all overall, 
it was a great read. And that's uh, Vivek Ramaswamy's book. Um, I listened to that on Audible, I think it was last year, whenever it first came out. I forget. It came out relatively recently, I think. It's a great book. It's a great book. It breaks down where it all started from. And uh, it is a complete social justice scam as ESG and everything else, DEI, all that stuff is complete and utter horse shit. And don't take my word for it. Uh, Vivek is a brilliant man and the book is very well written. And I encourage everyone, don't you don't have to take my word for it. Go and check out the book. Sandra says from our discussion boards, hello, everyone. My name is Sandra. I'm from Quebec, Canada. I'm working in the big north. I'm here because I have been on and off with my health since way too long. Tried every diet, lost weight, about 80 pounds, then gained it all back. I need a real change. No bullshit. And then I found Papa Swolio. And honestly, I can't wait to begin. Here I am, 250 pounds or so for a five foot eight woman of 31 years old. Have a good one, y'all. Welcome, and let's get a little America, even though you're... Canada is pretty much America light. Without the rights, without the freedoms, without the freedoms, without the, without the, without that good old goal, first and second amendments, but we got your back. We got your back. This is the place to be. Swole America. You're welcome in Swole America. You might be in Canada. But it's okay. We'll let it slide. You could be here. You're, you're in the Swole fam. You can be in the Swole fam anytime, Sandra. Welcome. Yeah, we love our Canadians. And the good thing about Canadians is they have a great sense of humor. So we can we can tease. I kid, I kid. I kid, kind of. I was kidding. Kind of. I was only kidding. <laughs> ah. All right. So, yeah, I would recommend, uh, for those of you checking out that book, check it out on Audible. It's really good. It's a good book. It's a really good book to listen to, too. Uh, sometimes books, I don't like to listen to some books. Sometimes it's too technical, but it's a good book on Audible, The Woke Inc. And yeah, you can check out all the books on the email list on the Amazon store. So if you're a member right there on your homepage, when you log in, you can see the book club and some of the ones I've added there. I got to add more. I forget to add more. I need to add more, more frequently, but go and check that out. Okay. Great Swole Fan Post. If you want to join all those amazing beaches. Check us out, SwoleNormousX.com. It's Summer Swole, so go and get on it. We are going to get into some knowledge cock. Before we do, hit that thumbs up button. And of course, let's take uh, a response to one of our recent emails. We had issues with the email yesterday. We couldn't send it out. It wasn't going through. There's something with a server issue. So uh, stay tuned today if you're on the email list. It was supposed to go out yesterday, but it couldn't. It was kind of getting an error. So sons of bitches. But today should be all good, so stay tuned for that. So don't worry, you didn't miss out on anything. MakeEmailSwoleAgain.com. You could also uh, click the link in the show notes description down below. Get my knowledge cock in your inbox. Don't forget to spit on your phone first so I can get in there nice and all nice and ladylike. <laughs> Sign up today. You're going to get a nice juicy email today. And we got a response from... Loretta. Ooh, Loretta. Is Loretta watching live? Loretta says, thank you, Papa, for a perfect email right now. Recovery is my primary focus. Once again, I am in an intense situation with the health of a family member. The old me would have relied on former habits that would have made shit so much worse. Yesterday, I was very sleep deprived, but I filled my day with long walks and brain gains and yoga and stretching. Today, after a good night's sleep, I feel ready 
for some dumbbells and killer squats. I don't know what the future holds, but I feel I can handle what life throws at me. Seven Pillars Recovery Loretta. Fantastic. Good for you. Hey, Loretta. Hello, hello. That's very likely the issue, Jeff. Jeff says the email was too swole. It's probably, it's probably the concern. Now, usually email can handle text. You know, some emails you can send all these images and newsletters and it's a, a larger file size. But I think because the knowledge cock is so thick and veiny and it's like growing every day. So I feel like it might've crashed. I feel like we might need some more bandwidth somehow. I don't know if the email, um, the email servers can, can handle it, but we're looking into the issue and, um, hopefully it is resolved today. So there's that, there's that very likely to swole, obviously. All right, let's get into a couple questions. Got to resize all these images. Ask papasolio.com to submit a call. We're going to take our first call today. If you have a live question, hashtag ask in the comments. Happy to answer it as many as we can. Let's see. Amelia Dubois, you're on the line. Hello, Papa Swolio. This is Amelia. And I have a question about what type of shoes you use or would suggest for somebody to use if they have foot issues specifically. I need to allow my feet to widen a little bit more. Um, I have been doing mobility exercises as indicated on your website, and they have been very helpful for a lot of different areas of my lower body. I do notice a huge difference in the strength of my feet um, just by following some of your mobility instructions. But I find it difficult to do some of the things I love, specifically hiking, um, because the, all the boots that I find are so narrow and are kind of counteractive to what I'm trying to do to open up my feet and combat my dysplasia in my toes. So any suggestions would be great. Thank you. Yeah, you got it. Thanks for the call. Uh, you said, cause you need to allow for a bigger toe box. We all do. Humans should not be wearing shoes. Um, footwear is okay. Of course, because sometimes you might be doing a job or work or going through the the woods, you know, and it's good to have some footwear. We're not indigenous tribes here, but you know, it's good to protect your feet. By the same time, you shouldn't have these toe coffins, these foot coffins, literally shoes are where feet go to die. It's awful. They're terrible. So you can use toe spacers and yoga toes. There's correct toes. That's a website where it can allow to space and you could actually put, use those inside shoes uh, if they fit properly. I would check out Zero Shoes. They have some hiking shoes if you like to hike. Um, that's X-E-R-O. No affiliation, no discount codes or anything like that. Zero is good. That's much more affordable in terms of those types of shoes. Uh, Vivo Barefoot might have some hiking shoes. That's going to run you more expensive. There are a lot of other companies that are coming out much more popular, but Zero, X-E-R-O, has a lot of different designs. So that can get you started. And if you go to Google and you type in Barefoot Shoes or Barefoot Hiking Shoes, that's a that that's a great way to find a lot of these individual brands that are much more that that are getting more popular. There are a lot of smaller companies out there. But of course, the smaller the company, usually the higher price tag just because of supply and X, Y, and Z and whatever niche they're trying to fill. So zero has been around for a while. I have a few pairs of zeros and there's different styles and I think they have hiking shoes as well. So uh, you can check that out. I would recommend that. Um, Jack says, Ultra Lone Peaks. 
So you could check that out as well. Never heard of that, but like I said, there's a lot of companies that are coming out with stuff. So, all right. Look into that as well. But in terms of your foot, make sure you're doing a lot of stretching. I would get like a lacrosse ball or a tennis ball, roll out your feet, use spacers, do your foot stretching regularly. Make sure you're strengthening your ankle, sitting on your feet with your toes tucked, with your toes pointed, making sure you're mobilizing because when you have impairments at the foot, it translates to your ankle, to your knee, to your hips, and all the way up the body. So it's going to make a big difference. So yeah, good question and a good topic always for discussion. Let's get into another call. We got one from Francesco Gallo or Gallo. I don't know. I like to say it with both ways. Papa Zuolio, can you tell me why my friend Giacomo Napolitano doesn't go to the fucking gym when he has to? He's always like, Francesco, estoy cansado. Please, Papa Zuolio, help me. Dios mío. Friend of Francesca's. Stop crying. Stop fucking crying. Stop making a little baby. A little baby. Listen to your friend Francesco. Listen to him. I'm assuming it's Italian. Vaya la pututa palestra. If it's Spanish, ve al puto gimnasio. Go to the fucking gym, friend of Francesco. Ay, ay, ay. I'm going to go Mexican, too. In Italiano. Spaghetti. <laughs> yes. Yes. Fuck your friend. God damn, always crying and whining. Now Francesco's going to be like, ha, <laughs> putting his friend's face. Uh, stop whining. Come on. Stop whining. Come on. Stop whining. Come on. Stop whining. Come on. Stop whining. Okay. Lindsay... Uh, Papa Swolio, how do you know you are recovering properly? Obviously by how you feel, but I'm always worried. I'm just being a baby about it. I don't want to do too little unintentionally. If that makes sense, it does. Uh, We always talk about recovery. It's better to rest too much than too little long-term. You can get away with a lot more in the short term than you realize, but eventually you'll burn out. You'll crash. There's a lot of different signs of under-recovery and overtraining. A lot of times that's just low mood. You feel fatigued. You're not recovering as well. You just feel sore for longer. Your strength is suffering. You're just drained. You feel exhausted. You don't want it to get to that point. A lot of times you unfortunately have to experience this before you know what those warning signs are because everyone kind of manifests these things differently. If you're not getting enough sleep, you need to adjust. If you're not eating properly, you should be eating properly, but you need to adjust. And it's very common for, and I use this example, I don't want to say, obviously drinking alcohol is not good for you, but if you've ever drank alcohol before, none of us are saints, I've drank plenty of alcohol in my life, most of you have, you don't know your limit until you've crossed it. And once you cross it and you pass that limit, you never forget it. Most of the memories of drinking that people have are the horrible ones, the ones where you, oh my God, I never want to drink again. And then the memories fade and then you drink again, but you don't know your limit until you cross it. 
And when it comes to lifting, a lot of us unfortunately have that experience too, where you lift too much and you get hurt or you're too sore for too long and it'll last for a couple of weeks because you really strain the muscle, et cetera, et cetera. So you're recovering properly if you are improving in your strength, you're building muscle, if you're making progress. And this is why it's important to assess progress. You can't just go by how you feel. It's important to go by how you feel. And the more practice you have, the better you can associate those feelings with what the actual reality is. Because it's very common to feel up and down day to day. The more consistent your nutrition, the more consistent your sleep, the more consistent your training, the more even keel your emotions will be, the more accurate your feelings would be. If you're eating garbage food, your sleep is all over the place, of course you might feel up, you might feel down. You're going to be bipolar as fuck, maybe not in a medical sense, but you're going to be all over the place because you're inconsistent and you're going through all these swings and you're exhausted and you're pounding caffeine. So you have this temporary up and then you crash. If you're very consistent and you're doing all the things that you should for recovery, you should recover just fine. It's also about your structurally programming because if you're sleeping enough and you're eating properly, but you're training legs every fucking day, your legs are not going to be able to recover properly. So there's the objective reality of, okay, you're doing too much frequency for a body part. But if you're on a structured program that is not in excess of the volume that you should have, that's with a reasonable intensity and recovery, right? The more intense the training, the more recovery that you need. And of course, if you're doing more volume, you need more recovery, but you can't have the same intensity. So it depends on your goals and what you're doing, et cetera, et cetera. But everything else has to be in place. And then you can cycle through and adjust and find that sweet spot. And I hope you don't overdo it, but at the same time, sometimes you might, and it's humbling. I talked about this the other day. I've been training for over 20 years and I still sometimes find, oh shit, I probably need more recovery. I kind of burned out of some people in from out of town and I was stretched a little bit thin emotionally just hosting and it was a great time, but throws you out of the routine a little bit and all that stuff. But I was doing a lot of morning, my morning mule. I was doing sled work and some pushing, not a ton of volume, but every day, first thing, waking up, doing some reverse sled, doing some sled pushing. And I was doing 10 minutes on the Versa climber that I got a few weeks ago. And that was kicking my butt. It felt great. But that little bit every day, it was much more intense and much more of a big shift for me then I realized and I'm the kind of person that if I add something to my routine, it's every fucking day. I'm not very good with, oh, I'm going to do this twice a week. Usually when I add something to my routine, obviously I do the daily swole. So this is why I always say when we did the seven years of swole the other day, the anniversary, the swole anniversary, it anchors my day. The daily swole anchors my day. So by doing the daily swole every day, it anchors a lot of other things. But what I found is my tendency is to anchor anything and everything in the same manner as the daily swole, because I'm so consistent every single day with the podcast. A lot of other things tend to become every day too. And you can't do everything every day. That's ridiculous. I can't do everything every fucking day out of nowhere adding. And if you've ever, and I'm, I don't want to keep on talking about the verse, but the versa climber, if you know what that is, that's the vertical. <laughs> It's one of the most intense forms of cardio you could possibly fucking do. It's pure work and it's brutal. And I think I was drastically underestimating, even though I could handle it, I was underestimating how much it took out for the rest of my day. I started feeling more drained. I started feeling a little bit more, uh, not feeling like training or just uh, low mood. Even though it was 10 minutes, it was still exhausting 
because I'm pushing it and I'm doing more like sprints. I'm not like going super slow. I was doing like hard for like a minute and then resting. So it was pretty intense cardio that I was doing or, in, you know, intense interval out of nowhere. So it caught up to me and I think I just caught it just in time. And I pulled back, haven't done it in a, maybe a week. And I've been training hard again and I feel good. So I was just, it was a little bit, but I was overdoing it and it keeps you humble. And there's nothing for me to beat myself up about it. That's why I'm sharing with all of you. I, it's not a mistake. I don't look at it as like, oh, I made a mistake and I fucked up. Oh, that's interesting. Now I notice that. Now I'm aware of that. It's humbling. So no matter how much experience you have, you're still going to catch these things and you have to understand that it's, it's not necessarily what you would think of as objective volume, but it's the new stress. So 10 minutes doesn't sound like much, but it's definitely intense. And because it was new and I went from like not doing it to doing a thousand vertical feet or whatever, it's like, I could have started with 250, but you know, it's a nice round number, but this is the same thing as the clubs. So a five pound steel club doesn't sound like much. Oh, I lift weights. I've been lifting for 20 years. Oh, let me start with a 10 injury. It's the same concept. Five minutes or 10 minutes on the Versa climber isn't, doesn't, it's not, it isn't that much, but depends on how you look at it. Going from zero to that, that's a lot. So for me, probably three minutes would have been good a couple times a week just to get up to it. And then starting with the club for five minutes, you know, start light, do less. Yeah. I mean, it's just, my point is, even with all this experience, it still catches up. You think you're more capable than you are. And it's not like I couldn't do it. I could have gotten on that and done 30 fucking minutes. I would have been blasted, but I can't do that every day. Even the 10 minutes, that wouldn't have been a problem if I did it once and then did it again in a few days, not every fucking day, right? So probably could have eased into that. And I still haven't done it again. I still haven't done it, but I'm waiting till I feel like doing it. I'm allowing my body to recover. Cause I, for me, the training, the lifting is more important. So now that I feel like lifting again, oh, I pulled back from that, pulled back from like the morning mule. I still do the reverse sled when I'm doing legs, but I pulled back from all that for a, what, a week or a week and a half so far. I'm feeling a lot better. Shocker, shocker. So, so just so you know, when you said, how do I know about recovery? I still deal with that shit. You still learn. Oh, crap. Probably was a little bit too much. You know, not to mention a lot of times I have the outdoor gym and a lot of times I'm training at one o'clock and I come inside. And sometimes when mama Swolio is home during the day, I'm like, I feel fucking exhausted. I'm starting to cry. And she goes, you're training outside at one o'clock in the heat of the summer in fucking Florida. And you're shocked that you're exhausted from training. I'm like, yeah. It's a, it's different. It's different. So I got to be careful not doing too much outside and coming inside and getting some cool, you know, <clears throat> it's, it's just, uh, you have to, and I understand, and I'm going to finish up with this in a second. Cause I think it's really important to kind of hit a, hit a nerve with what I was talking about. Lindsay is that, <clears throat> I wasn't going to say, <coughs> excuse me. I forgot what I was going to say. 
training. <laughs> ah, I forgot. Maybe it'll come back to me. Stone says it's like going from never climbing to climbing El Cap. I mean, it was 10 minutes, but probably a little, a little bit. But here's the thing. With all my experience, I caught it earlier. So I was still able to train. I pulled back. I didn't overdo it to the point where I was completely that I need a long time to recover. I didn't overdo it over, over, overdo it. So with practice by lifting, by going through these different changes and tweaks, you're able to catch these symptoms earlier. You're able to notice, Hey, I've been getting good sleep or my sleep has been kind of like, I feel kind of drained and dragging ass. Am I focusing enough on recovery? Let me pull back on certain areas and let me adjust with other things. So just keep that, keep that. Hopefully that answers your question, but yeah. Because it's very much so that you, you don't want to feel like you're being a pussy. It's very easy to think and you have to, there's a fine line there. This is what I wanted to say. There's a fine line because you don't want to be, oh, I'm, I'm probably overdoing it. Let me back off a little bit. No, shut the fuck up and get it done. There's that voice in your head. You're so programmed to be, no, push, push. Stop being a fucking pussy. But you also need to know, okay, how do you adjust what you need to work on? That way you can recover to train intensely. You can't train solidly hard every day and then hit intense peaks. Those peaks are not going to be as intense and you're already worn down. So if you're training very intensely, you have to do that less frequently. You need more recovery. The more intense you're training, the more recovery. That's how it works. So if you train really hard, I trained really hard yesterday. Well, today I kind of want to train, but I can't really train hard. Can I? I shouldn't say. Can I? Yes. Should I? Not really a good idea. I think when it comes to hard, intense weight training, I think, and I used to do, you know, heavy weights on one day and then different body part, heavy weights the next day. I think if you're truly training hard enough and intense enough, you need at least a day in between. And of course you're doing a different body part, but you need at least a day or two between your next intense lifting. Can I do mobility today? Sure. Can I do yoga and sauna and plunge and maybe some light kettlebell stuff? Yeah, but the intensity can't be there. And a lot, and you, can you, again, is it possible to train intensely? Yes. Will you train as intense the next day as you could in a day or two? Probably not. But how long can that last before you break? I don't think the whole concept of deloading and you're training so hard for so long, you need to break for two weeks. We have those kinds of periods in the programs in Solnormous X, but they're not required. They're there in case you happen to have overdone it to give you an idea or concept to experience what it's like to pull back. So it kind of not forces people because you don't have to do the deloading weeks. You can, they're there if you need it, but these programs educate you. Oh, this is what it's like to pull back. Oh, I didn't realize I needed. Oh, I didn't realize how sore I was, but it gives you the because our programs have so much recovery within the actual structure, you don't really have to take a week off or two weeks off. When I first started lifting in college, I would train really hard, then come down to visit my grandparents here in Florida. And I would take a week or two off from lifting. I wouldn't lift for a week or two. I, I would never do that today. 
I wouldn't take two weeks off from lifting. I adjust my programming in the middle of it so I can continuously train. I still train intensely, but I also recover more all the time. I think that's a much better way to do it rather than train so hard for a little bit, burn the fuck out, and then have to take two weeks off. And I don't think that's effective. I think it's better to integrate the recovery throughout and you could be more consistent long-term. It's all about long-term approaches. There's different ways to do things. So of course you can have different cycles of training and mesocycles and microcycles, and you can get really nitty gritty with all that. In all honesty, that applies a little bit more to things like athletics because you can't be training intensely before the season starts. You're going to burn out after the first couple months. And that's a huge thing with training. You can't be training super hard leading into the season. That's why it's an off season. You do heavier lifting, but then you do more drills. You have to recover because you can't be peaking right at the beginning of the season. You're going to burn out. And if you don't have a good strength training program, uh, your strength coach isn't doing things properly, you're going to burn out and people are going to get hurt. And then you're not going to do well in the second half of the season. You, if you follow sports, you know, that's a big thing. Teams kind of break down or halfway through, they start getting injured. And then the second half of their, they're great at the beginning and the second half, they fucking suck. So it's all about peaking kind of like in the middle of the season and like long-term you want to train hard, but that's a different application. And if you're doing it for a college or for professional, that's the reason why you're lifting. If you're the average person going to the gym every day, treating every gym day, like the Super Bowl, you're going to get hurt. I, I don't, I'm not stepping on stage. Right? I'm not stepping on stage. Most of you are not stepping on stage. You're not preparing for a competition. If you are, that's a different category, completely different. If you have a powerlifting meet, if you play a sport, it's a completely different application. If you're training to be healthy, to build muscle, to lose body fat, to improve your mobility, seven pillars, it's consistency. You need to integrate this throughout. You're not doing super hard and then deloading and taking off. And it's like the whole bulking and cutting, get super fat and then shred down. You're not a pro bodybuilder. That's not healthy. You shouldn't do that. You should be leaner all year round, not single digit body fat, but you can be lean like you guys see me in the videos and stuff I post. I'm pretty much looking the same. I don't, maybe I get a little bit leaner or more dry. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm doing a video after I got a pump on. So, but I'm usually looking pretty much the same for the past six or seven years in my videos, building a little muscle, getting a little leaner. I'm developing, learning more skills, but you know, I'm not going through these big bulk and cutting phases. So good question. Good rant. Moving on, let's see uh, if I got any other questions that I missed. Uh, Tyler, I don't want to sound confusing, but yesterday I had some cheese and I get a cooling feeling around my face. Is that common or am I overthinking it? I have, it's definitely not common. A cooling feeling around your face. What kind of cheese did you have? I was it raw cheese? I mean, I only eat raw cheese if I can help it. I've never heard of a cooling feeling. You're probably overthinking it. I don't know if it's related, but it could be. Yes, Shane says you have to know when to push forward and when to maintain or pull back. Either way, it helps you know your limits and work on them, increasing them. And this is why whenever I talk about training, it's a practice. The seven pillars are a practice. The reason why you have good workouts is because you practice going to the gym. And the more you practice lifting and practice training, the better you get at training. Shocker. The more you practice playing the piano, the better you'll get at playing the guitar. No, you chode. Playing the piano. All right. Matt so you have to practice this. And I know 
more or less what my limits are and what those signs are of me overdoing it or underdoing it because I've been doing this for over 20 years. So I'm more hyper aware of those changes. Hey, I'm starting to feel like this. Maybe I'm like, and I think about a little bit, okay, let me pull back. What's the harm? What's the harm in, oh, I feel a little bit drained today. Okay, do some mobility, do some, I'm still gonna do physical stuff. I'm still gonna move and there's still stuff to work on. I just don't have to do a fucking max deadlift, right? I can wait till tomorrow. I can lift heavy tomorrow. When in doubt, do mobility, do active recovery, and then train hard tomorrow. If anything, you're going to be stronger. You're going to feel better. You're going to have a better workout. If you still feel sore or you still feel you shouldn't be doing that same body part, if you feel physically or psychologically drained, do your training, but don't train intensely. Do it the next day. You're going to have a better workout. And a lot of you know this, you start pulling back on some intensity or training volume or doing as intense that frequently, you take another day or two off from intense training and you have a sick fucking pump when you come back, your strength is through the roof. Holy shit. Yeah, you need more recovery. And the harder you train, the more recovery you need. And as you get older, you know, I'm getting older every day. We all are, but I've also, my body has been under stress. My body has been lifting for over 20 years. So because I have a lot of experience, I can train a lot more intense. I can train a lot more intensely with focused effort than people that are beginners. I can train a lot harder with a lot more intensity than most people. And I also need that recovery to match. You can't train intense, 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 intense. You're going to fucking break something. Uh, John, for me, there has to have sessions. I have to have sessions of mobility daily. Too many years pounding the hell of my body lifting. Some days I feel great. Others I'll never catch up, but it's got to get done. Yeah. Micro mobility throughout the day is great. I don't think you have to do an hour of mobility. You can just get down and do five minutes of a couple movements and sprinkle that in throughout the day. That's great too. Focus mobility training. There's stretching. There's actual mobility. There's a lot of different definitions and stuff, but Moving your body, you can do, I think micro sessions more frequently can be much more beneficial. Michelle, I'm too competitive. Backing down has been a hard lesson to learn. Yeah, but you can be competitive in different ways, right? You can make sure you're getting your seven pillars. You can be competitive with doing your three sessions of mobility throughout the day. That could be your competition. It doesn't have to be a, this is where people get, are addicted to exercise. And a lot of people compulsively do cardio and have to lift if they're not pushing themselves and exhausting themselves. It's this kind of like addiction. So you have to use logic and common sense to supersede that. Pop's advice in March on deloading really helped. Good. Uh, Cerny, good point. Muscle takes time to grow, so take the right kind of time to grow it. You're not building muscle in the gym. I'll repeat, you're not building muscle in the gym. You're stressing the muscle in the gym. Okay. So if you want to, if your goal is to build muscle and most of your, your goal should be to build muscle, doesn't have to be to get bulky and super huge. If your goal is not to get super huge, don't worry. You're not going to, it takes a brutal amount of effort and consistency long-term. So anyone that's like, I don't want to get too bulky. Don't worry. You won't. <laughs> it's not like you're going to accidentally get fucking huge. Okay. I'm so tired of like women and everyone's like, I don't want to get too big. You won't not with that fucking mindset. The only way to get huge is to be obsessed about getting fucking huge. So we'll put that aside. Um, 
but you're not growing in the gym. You're growing when you're resting and recovering. So maybe that gives you some more perspective. The more intense, the more intense you can train and get that stimulus required and then stop your training, recover, eat properly and repair. That's the most effective way. If you're in the gym for three hours, when it only takes one for that kind of intensity, one, the three hour workout is not going to be as intense because you're stretching it over with a longer duration. So it can't be that as intense. You can get much more intense within that hour. And also you're getting two extra hours of recovery because you're stressing your central nervous system and your body, and then you're getting into recovery mode. So the more intense you could train the shorter period of time with the proper stimulus and then get recovery. Think about it. If you do your workouts more intense, more focused in less time, you have more time to recover between subsequent sessions. All right. Uh, Sebastian Papa Soy, if I'm having strength workouts six days a week, case in point, uh, can I add yoga in a coherent way to that program? If it's a leg day, what type of yoga mobility should I do that day before or after? I wouldn't do any kind of yoga before your leg day. You could do it after. I would recommend looking into yin yoga. Uh, strength workouts to six days a week. Honestly, it's probably a little much. You're probably doing too much. You're not going to be recovering enough between each workout. I don't know what your training split is, but that can easily be too much. A lot of people don't think that way. Um, you cause a lot, a lot of people cause a lot more, a lot more damage than they need to cause. So again, you want to cause the proper stimulus. You don't need more than the required amount. And that's the challenge to find that required amount and not doing more than that. And that's hard again. So if you're training intensely and you can get that work done in an hour or an hour and a half, then why are you training for three hours? Right? So can you do a lot more intense training in a shorter period of time with less volume that will get you the required stimulus for muscle growth and strength and then give you more time to recover? So Sebastian, you can drop, you know, can you build muscle training six days a week? Sure, I've done it before too. But as you get older, you get more mature and you are able, remember, you can't train as intensely as a beginner. Once you get more advanced, your neuromuscular coordination, your motor unit recruitment, your ability to create, your ability to take stress, your ability to focus intensity improves over time, which is convenient because as you get older, you also, your ability to recover decreases as you get older. So it's important to use the skills that you've created to maintain that intensity, but you also have to take into account the volume, the frequency for the recovery. Uh, Lindsay, they call it bulky, but all the bulk I see in women is simply fat, not bulky as in muscle. Yeah, most women, they'll get a little inflammation, retain some water, maybe build some muscle, and it's the water and fat underneath the skin. They're like, I'm getting bulky. It's like, no, you're still eating cake and vegetable oils and you're on birth control. So of course you're bloated and inflamed. And you're using all the colognes and perfumes and xenoestrogens and all the toxins in your environment. So yeah, you're not bulky. You're just still fat. Emotional damage. Emotional damage. All right, last call. Samantha. You're on uh, the sleaziest sleaze cast in the realm. Good morning. Thank you so much for what you do. Firstly, I must say that 
you are a massive inspiration to me and it is because of me following you recently that I've actually and your seven pillars I've stopped smoking recently um no longer a lazy vegan uh doing everything that I need to do and now actually putting myself first however one of my massive bucket list goals is to hike to Everest Base Camp. Now, with me damaging my lungs over the years from smoking, etc., etc., I just want to know what would you suggest would be the best way for me to get my lungs strong again, get my legs strong, um, and actually have an absolute amazing time while going to Everest Base Camp. Um, yeah. So what would be your suggestions? Thank you so much for everything you do. You really are an inspiration. Thank you so much, Samantha. Good for you. Congratulations. Versa climber. Funny we're just talking about that and Stone was <laughs> making fun of it, saying, you know, I went from zero to going on, go trying to scale El, El Capitan. But the Versa climber, it's one of the that's one of the things that pretty much anyone that does like endurance hiking would recommend. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of that, Samantha, but I would check that out. A lot of commercial gyms have one. Uh, you can even purchase one. They have home versions for $1,500, $2,000. You can look on eBay. You can also look up locally on OfferUp. I would recommend that because, I mean, unless you're hiking and doing a lot of altitude, it's really hard uh, depending on where you live. But the Versa Climber is exceptionally challenging. Um, I happen to get like a commercial grade one on OfferUp. It was a sick deal. So you can find them. Um, so yeah, personally, I would look into that in terms of getting your lungs and getting back up to speed. Also, eating properly, sleeping properly. You've been listening to the seven pillars and following that and listening to the show and all that stuff. Like, So I'm sure you probably heard me talk about all the uh, nutrition, sleep, all those different things. So in terms of the exercise, I would look into a Versa Climber. Those things are epic for hiking and Altitude training. Uh, Mika Ash, touching too many receipts. Yeah, if you don't know, do not, do not, do not touch receipts. Get an e-receipt. Don't ask for a receipt. Who needs receipts anymore anyway? It's all digital. You all have all the information on your bank notes or have them put it in the bag and don't touch it with your fingers. Throw that shit out. Take a picture and throw it out. Don't touch it with your fingers. Anyway, uh, positive charisma. When you speak of birth control, do you think non-hormonal is any better or is it just as bad because the body isn't performing as it should in general? Um, I mean, hormonal birth control is terrible. Do you mean like in terms of like condoms or what, what other things are you specifically talking about? Anything that you do to interrupt your body's natural internal messaging system is going to be fucked. And the problem is today, hormonal birth control is one of the worst things you could do. Because it's blatantly just fucking your body up. But when it comes to all the other lower level estrogenics, I would recommend checking out the book Estrogeneration. I think that's on the um, that's on the um, the reading list. But the problem that we all face is the constant coats of paint, the constant sprinkling, right? So people use pesticides in their yard. Um, or right. They're touching receipts all the time. They're what they're using for laundry detergents, dish soap, hand soap, body washes, shampoos, conditioners, face creams, sunscreens, like 
you know, the polyesters and these volatile organic compounds that come off like mattresses and like, it's just constant, constant, constant exposure, right? You go outside, you live in a more of a populated area, fumes, right? From roads and stuff. Like we get that stuff too. In my head, I'm like, fuck, cause that could take years off your life breathing air. That's not you know, high quality. So not to mention the food and then heating up things in plastic and microwaves and plastic wraps and plastic water bottles. So is it one, like that? This is why these companies, food companies, the government, they can all just, well, I mean, you know, it's just, everyone dies. It just happens. You know, we're gonna, we got to fight cancer. It's like, yeah, we got to fight cancer. How about stopping all these habits that are leading to these preventable diseases? Not everything is preventable completely. People die. Shocker. But the the way that a lot of people, even mainstream nutrition or health people can just poo-poo it, like, oh, well, that's just ridiculous. We're all going to die someday. You can have a little bit. Stop worrying about all the individual food. Because you can't pinpoint any one thing, so you can just, oh, well, you know, we're all going to die someday, YOLO. So, okay. So you can either not control the things that you can control and just completely eject and punch out and deal with 15 years of or 20 years of poor health and medications and dilapidation at the end of your life, or you can take control and live more healthier years. Are you going to live to be a hundred? Probably not. Most of us won't, but can you live to be 80 or 85 or 90 and still be able to walk and wipe your own ass and touch your toes? Sure you can. So it's more of that. I mean, hormonal birth control is awful, but you know, there's a lot of other things too. Yeah, EMFs, electricity, there's a lot of stuff. Dirty electricity. I mean, if you're interrupting your cycle, you're fucking up your hormones. Uh, Dismal Cyanide Customs. What a name. What do you think about tubal or fallopian tube removal for preventing pregnancy since it doesn't change the hormones, just removed the sperm's highway to the ovaries. I don't know much about it. You mean like a vasectomy? Is that technically what that is? Or that is that technically tying it off? I haven't heard of like the removal. You can also just not stick a penis in your vagina. There's that. Papa Solio 2024, motherfuckers. Don't put the pee pee in the vajiji and then you won't have a baby. I mean, just saying, just saying you could do that too. You can just not spread your legs and <laughs> to each their own. Like, honestly, I don't know what the side effects would be of the fallopian tube. Maybe there's nothing. Maybe it's, oh, it's not there. Is anything else not working properly because that's not there? I mean, obviously it's not natural to remove the parts of your body, but I don't know what the difference in hormones or things would be, if at all. I'm not an expert on that, but, you know, you could also, I mean, condoms are like, oh, watch out for the phthalates. You could pull out. Not 100% on that one. You know, you can, what I would also recommend, aside from all those jokes, even though it's also serious, we talked about it, or I think Mama Swolia was answering questions in the beauty chat because she tracks her cycle and she knows it within, she knows like the day. You know, we know when she's the most fertile because I'll look at her and I'm like, mm, hello. And she's like, 
fertile like the next day it's like when she's most fertile so if you really know your your cycle you can track that when you're the most fertile when you're the least fertile all those things so you can if you're eating really healthy and you're getting quality sleep and you use one of those cycle trackers you can be exact you can be on point with that too don't underestimate the how amazing a woman's body is it's it's like clockwork especially if you're taking care of your health it's literally clockwork like to a T. But yeah, if you don't, uh, if you don't want a baby, don't put the baby batter in. Just a thought. <laughs> All right, talking about babies. Mika, boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. The things you learn on this fucking show. Things you learn. Boys have a penis. Girls Any have questions? vagina. Lisa, people in committed relationships still need ways to prevent pregnancy. Well, there's two things. One, the only reason we're here on this earth is to reproduce. So that's like the fundamental function of humans is to make more. So a lot of people in this world are like preventing doing literally what we're here to do. Uh, and two... You can still prevent having a baby the same way I said earlier. You could be in a committed relationship and not have a baby by not in, by not ejaculating into the vajiji hole. I'm just saying you might not like that answer, but guess what? Common sense ain't too common. Nick, Papa, men can get pregnant too. Go fuck yourself. Can we now? Can There's we? tiny tuck, typical tuck, total tuck, and the tyrannical tuck. Brenda says a young friend of mine just got tubal ligation because she wants to be child-free instead of taking tons of hormones to prevent it. Uh, okay. How old is she? It makes me cringe because a lot of people make those decisions and regret it. Like if you can't un you can't undo that, they regret that shit hard. And I know that's a lot of emotional damage, but uh, most people that don't have like most people wish they had kids. So some people don't. Okay, but just those kinds of permanent things, and birth control can be permanent for people. People can fuck themselves up. Especially because you have a lot of people taking birth control. They're not eating healthy. They're not sleeping. They're not doing all this stuff. They're stressed out, blah, 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 blah. So they get off of it and then they've been fucking up their cycle for 30 years. Yeah, you're going to have trouble. How come we're not having, because you're eating garbage. You're sleeping like crap. You've been interrupting your body, fucking it up, like stopping this natural process for 20, 30 years. And you're shocked that you can't have a kid now. Shane, fellatio is safe and does not cause pregnancy. Great Scott! I did not know that. <laughs> Lori, why are condoms bad? I'm not saying they're bad. I mean, they'll do, for the most part, what they say they're doing. I'm just saying we're talking about phthalates and plastics. I guess, you know, there's different types of condoms and what they're made out of. Do they have phthalate-free condoms? I'm just saying when you put, like, rubber and play, like, what's that made of? And it's going inside your body. That can also not be good, but you have to trade that off, right? Is it better to not have a baby at the moment or right? 
Don't tell me that wasn't. I gave it a, uh, a 10. A 10. A fucking 10. So glad you cleared that up. You're welcome, Loretta. Frank says learn to swallow. Nick says slay. Slay. Jesus Christ, Mika, that's what tits are for. There we go. Hey-o. Okay, so baby batter, pearl necklaces, anything else? Anything else we're going to cover here? Jesus Christ, everyone, head on over to SwarmarmousXXX.com and join the Swole Fam today. Join the Swole Fam today. I mean, SwarmarmousX.com. <clears throat> did we do that? We did Samantha's call. I think we did. Jesus Christ, go to Mexico, they'll pull out the shop vac. Wet, dry, I hope. Jesus Christ. Brenda, my friend is about 25. Oof. That makes me uncomfortable. And police, I begged for tubal ligation for 25 years. Male doctors told me no. I have no kids by choice. Men should not tell me what I want. I think doing something like that permanent at 25 is... This is, I mean, it's not my life. I think it's a terrible decision. Don't worry. Like, you know, for example, if you're 25 and you're whatever that is, I haven't even heard of tubal ligation. I've heard of like vasectomies. I don't know if it's the same thing. It's slightly different, whatever. But you're 25, that decision. And I'm just saying, again, you have to talk to older people to get perspective. If I go back to 25 and think about what I was thinking about it at 25, I am so glad I didn't make, you know, the decisions I would make, like where I was, holy crap, am I, I don't even know who that person is. So even 25 to 30, 30 to 40, like she's 25, that's, there's a lot of life left to live and that can be a very, very rude awakening. I I just like, there's no need. Don't put a penis in there. Pull out. Use other kinds of... It's better to use a hormonal birth control than to permanently... You know, you can't undo that. But, you know, you can do what you want. Tubal ligation is reversible. Okay. I thought we were talking about removing something. Whatever. Whatever. Just make make good decisions. That's easier said than done, but... Just make good decisions. Okay. Where were we? Oh, God. Everyone's going off on the deep end. And there's a lot of things that people say are reversible, but then aren't necessarily. So just make good decisions. But just just to clarify, you don't, have children if you don't put it in there. So you don't have to do these things. You can just, you know, just saying, just again. Speaking of which, let's go balls deep. Thank you for sharing everyone. Thank you for sharing everyone. Okay. Um, so yeah, look, you know, everyone can believe what they want or do look, you're like your friend, your friend at 25, like, that's 
that's why it's her life and not mine. Um, I just think it's a good, I just think it's a good piece of advice to, to, uh, to not make lifelong decisions. You know, don't make permanent decisions when you're that young, just from someone who's older than 25. You know, um, Lisa, no, we need sex. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm saying the reason why we have sex is to have kids. Just saying that's literally why. You can say, oh, it's bonding. Yeah, it's because that's the, that's the reason. That's why it feels good. That's why we like it. Because if we don't like it, we're not going to do it. And then we're not going to reproduce and we wouldn't be here today. So I'm saying that's why it feels good. Right? That's why it feels good. That's why we want to do it. It's a compulsion. Like, that's why we want to, because we're supposed to. That's what we've evolved to do. You don't have to agree with it for not to be, for it to be the truth. <laughs> but that's the truth. Can you have sex without having a, ch- a, co- a child? Yes. Yes, you can. But there's a reason why it feels good. And that's why. All right. Speaking of balls deep, speaking of, speaking of birthing persons, uh, let's see what's in the box. What's in the box? All right. Education is important. All right. Trans woman is cleared of flashing her penis at three women using the, oh, in the Ohio YMCA after judge ruled she's too fat for her genitals to be visible. Matt Damon. I, I don't know what I just read. I'm going to read that again because I still don't understand what I what what I what I read. Um, classic Ohio, by the way. Trans woman is cleared. So, in other words, a man is cleared. There's no such thing as a. I'm so, I'm, I'm I'm I think I'm over it. I'm over the trans woman thing. If you have a penis, you're a man. I'm not, I'm not reading this headline. What an insidious headline. Trans woman is cleared of flashing her penis. Excuse me. Excuse me. Um, I, I, I don't think that's. You keep using the word. I, I don't. I don't think it means what you think it means. I, I, I don't. I, 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 uh, I, uh, um, a man is cleared of flashing his penis at three women in an Ohio YMCA cleared after a judge ruled that he's too fat for his genitals to be visible. Everyone better, right? Makes sense. So a man showed his penis to women and a judge said, well, he was too fucking fat. So you couldn't see his dick. Darren Glines, who now goes by Rachel. Ah, okay. What the hell kind of country is this where I can only hate a man if he's white? Okay, so Darren, am I, am I dead naming you, you sick fuck? 
get offended, was found not guilty of three counts of indecent exposure. Why? If he showed his penis to women, that's called indecent exposure. The 31-year-old lawyers claimed that his gut was too large for his penis. I am not saying her fucking penis. I'm not saying her penis. I'm not saying it. I'm not fucking saying it. I'm not going to say that shit. This is the problem with these news outlets. What the fuck are you doing? That doesn't compute. That doesn't work. I'm not saying her penis. What the fuck is wrong with you? What the fuck is wrong with you? Everybody knows you never go full retard. Jesus Christ. The 31-year-old's lawyers claim that his gut was too large for his penis to be exposed. So one, this guy needs to go to the fucking gym and also stop showing his dick to people in a YMCA. One of the complaints stated that there were three juveniles present during the incident. So, it okay, let's read this article. How? How? Ju- this is hysterical and sick and pathetic at the same time. Judge David McNamee cleared glines after agreeing that the size of his belly meant it would be impossible for anyone to see his penis. It's fucking her penis. Fuck you. Ew, Jesus Christ. What the fuck, man? Jesus. That's a huge bitch. I will call you a huge bitch, though, but you can call a man a bitch. Ew. Fuck, man. Ew. Ew. Jesus Christ. Glines, 31, has had several complaints made against him dating back to 2021. You don't fucking say. With at least three people complaining that they saw a, quote, naked male in the female locker room. (gasps) Oh my God. She has a pee-pee. Now, that's a man. That's a man. One of the complaints stated that there were three juveniles present with a woman going to the front desk to report the issue. How'd you know that was a woman? Did you ask her pronouns? A woman went to the front. De- a woman went to the front desk to report the issue, but there's another woman that has a dick in there. Not playing your stupid games, not using your fucking retarded language. Sorry. Not sorry at all. But she was reassured by a worker that it was quote actually a woman. <laughs> Wrong. Met Damon. Wrong. Shame. No. Shame. And that she shouldn't have been disturbed by the incident. Yeah, it's fine. Hey, there's a man in the locker room showing kids his dick. No, you shouldn't be disturbed. That's a sex offender. Judge David McNamee said that there was, quote, little dispute as to the facts of the case. So why isn't this person in jail? As Glines was authorized by the executive director of the YMCA to use the women's locker room, 
And that person should be prosecuted. That person should be fired. Probably as a result of probably what conspiracy to commit a sexual act or harass or, or put in danger, right? Reckless endangerment of a minor or whatever. I'm not a lawyer, but that sounds like something. Where's Nancy at? That sounds like something accurate, right? That sounds about right. Um, I don't know if. Um, so there's no. Okay. L l we do have to go through this. This is insane. You have to hear this. Um, Jacqueline said that Glines was allowed to use the facilities at all of the greater Dayton area YMCA location. The case was legally brought against Darren Glines, but he now goes by the first name of Rachel. Oh, well, it's a girl now. He goes by Rachel. Ah, he goes by Rachel. So show your dick to children now. Oh, you want to be called Rachel? I don't give a fuck. I don't care. And has not had gender reassignment surgery. So you're literally, as if that matters completely. Look, you're a dude. You're a dude that wants to be called Rachel. You're a pedophile, most likely. You're sick, twisted in the head. You're a predator. You're, you're a predator. McNamee said, quote, there is no question that Glines was in the women's locker room. End of case. It's a man in the women's locker room. There's no question. Then guess what? That's a problem in itself. That's a problem in itself. Forget the penis and the fat gut. That's a problem. It says women. Don't know what that is. Don't know what that is. However, Glines was not charged with trespassing, nor was Glines charged with being in an area of the YMCA where Glines was not supposed to be. <laughs> Quiet, simply. Jesus Christ. Like, can you spell? There's spell errors throughout this entire article. Stop using AI to write your shit. Quite simply, the facts do not exist to support a finding of guilt as charged. Wow, this is who wrote this article? A four-year-old? Glines' genitalia was not visible as a result of other portions of his body covering same. This isn't even coherent writing, Daily Mail. Glines' lawyers, Lauren and Kiara Dever, both argued that he was so fat that his gut would obscure his genitalia. Is that really the issue? Well, he, they didn't really see his dick because he's so fat. He's in the women's locker room. Number one, naked, obviously, to the point of being able to see it. It doesn't matter. He's naked. We are grateful that the rule of law and truth prevailed so that Mr. Glines and the community can move on in peace. Matt Damon. Let's move on to more stupid shit. Let's fucking go. All right, fam, drop in the comments down below. America. America. Yeah. Ohio. Yay. Ohio. Yay. 
Yay. Yay. Did we do this one yesterday? Oh, we didn't. Oh, that was a horrible one that we didn't do. All right, fam, what do we got? What do we want to do? I think we're good with some trans stuff today. We all, oh, we got, fam, we have a bunch of different things. We have the entire, talk about the infinity stones today. We had the trans stuff. Trans. We also have in the, in the folder, we're, we're only going to, we can't do all of them. We got some ableism there. We have some pronouns. We got some white supremacy. We have all the infinity stones. We have all the social justice infinity stones. I think we will stop with the, we're not going to do the pronouns thing. Cause we didn't, that's enough. That's enough. The female with the dick thing that doesn't compute for an obvious reason. Should we do some race? Should we do some white shenanigans? Should we do some racism? But more racism, racism or ableism, or we all die. That's true. Let's do number one, number two, or number three. Hit us with the, Rebecca says, hit us with the white, white supremacy. All right. You know, let's do, let's do a little, yeah, let's do a little white supremacy. White supremacy. Here we go. Why not? Why not? Those white, shena- those white shenanigans are getting out of hand. What's in the box? Cover those eyes. It's going to hurt. I think it's time that we discuss the intersectionality between fat phobia, ableism, and white supremacy. Jesus Christ. You're not making this easy on me, boy. Oh, when veganism goes wrong, as it oft does. You lose. All three of these concepts center around the idea that there is one correct body type, and that body type is a thin, white, able-bodied person. But other than that, how do these all intersect? Let's start with the white supremacist origins of fat phobia. Up into the 18th century, full-figured women were the ideal body type. Give me some, give me some fearing the black body. I know it. I'm calling, come on, what's the over-under on that? Who, come on, fearing the black body. She's going to say fearing the black body, something by Sabrina Strings or that idiot. I call it, I'm calling it, I'm calling it. You're going, you're going black body. You're going fearing the black body. During the slave trade and in the time following, do it. we stopped seeing being full-figured as you? a positive sign and started attributing it to black women. Come on, come on. Instead of being seen as a sign of prosperity and fertility, being in a larger body began to be seen as a sign of go, laziness go, and an go, inability go, to control call. one's desires. Quote it. Essentially, being fat began to be seen as a moral failing, yeah. and the essential Anglo-Saxon woman was thin and could control her desires. Okay. Fast forward a couple hundred years, and we okay. still view being thin as some type of moral superiority. Well, it's just not being a fat, lazy fuck and eating vegetable oils and exercising, getting sunlight and... You know, you know, being a, you know, being, being, being a human. We've been eating grains and bread and peasant food for a long time. That's what happened with the industrial. All right, whatever. Let's let's forget it. Unless you're too thin like me, unless you're too thin because you have a disability, in which case, why are you disabled? Is it because of what I eat? Is it because of what I've done? Is it because I don't try hard enough? Is it because... Are you going to tell us what the issue is? Or are you just going to beg for attention and compassion like 
if you're going to spout bullshit, like give us some context. Come on. Because I don't pray hard enough. Disability in our society is also often viewed as a body that is wrong in some way. With that as our starting point, you can also see how black and brown bodies have been pathologized to be considered wrong. No one has ever pathologized a black or a brown body to be wrong. No one, no one's saying your body's wrong. We're saying you should take care of it. We're not saying everyone's going to look exactly the same, but you're not going to be morbidly obese if you take care of yourself. That's it. That's it, Cope. That's it. Come on. You look at racism, ableism, and fat phobia. All of these are taking characteristics that people have little or no control over. I'm going to scroll back. Let's see. Wait, wait. Racism, ableism, and fat phobia. These are characteristics taking into characteristics people have little or no control over. Um, what was this? Ableism? When we look at racism, ableism, and yeah, if you don't have legs, I'm sure you didn't choose that. Um, if you have more melanin, you didn't choose your parents. You're going to be what you are. The fat phobia thing. I mean, if someone's fat, like that's look, you're lumping in something that's a choice and a result of your lifestyle habits with things that you can't control. Just because you like said them in one sentence doesn't mean it's all the same thing. Just because you said it in one breath doesn't make them all equal. That's, that's stupid. Is that your disability? Stupidity? Huh? 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 Phobia. All of these are taking characteristics that people have little or no control over and determining that people are less than because of them. <laughs> no one is saying that you're less than. You definitely, your, your habits are not good if you're obese. It's your habits. We're not talking about your heritage there, champ. End result is people creating entire accounts filled with hatred built on attacking people of color, disabled people, and fat people. Who is attacking people of color? Disabled people. And fat people. Who's attacking disabled people? People are making accounts attacking people of color. Okay, um, it's all the same thing, right? People of color, disabled people, and fat people. So this is, the, this is what we call the victim shield, okay? This is the intersectionality. This is the, the defending. This is the ally portion. So you can... Like she's like emaciated and whatever's wrong with her, like hopefully, you know, you're doing the best that you can. I doubt it because you're, you know, playing the savior for everyone else. I don't know what your habits are like. I'm sure there's a lot of improvements that you can make, but you don't want to make them because then I guess you can't garner love and attention based on the issues that you have, which are probably a product. Uh, who knows? Okay. You're not giving us information. You're just projecting whatever you read in like the latest anti-racist book that came out from these grifters. You can't associate like this association with it's racism. It's ableism. Disabled people, black people of color and fat people. Just because you said, just because you're grouping them together doesn't make it the same. Same, same. 
but different. Same, same, but different. It's not. One of those is a choice. Which of these things is not like the other? You also see this in the way that American culture has decided that foods from non-white nations are just inherently unhealthy. Foods from non-white nations are just inherently unhealthy. Not true. Oftentimes they are because of what they're made with. And a lot of times they are unhealthy. It's not inherently unhealthy. But like greasy tacos with vegetable oils and processed flour and low quality meat, that's not good. I don't care where it's from. Um, most of the shit in this country, in this country, quote unquote, this white nation is unhealthy. Soy, corn oil. So that's not healthy either. You, you dumb, you dumb. I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering if that's the disability. You've determined that an entire people's how is this is going? unhealthy. And pair it with the idea that what you eat makes you fat, which is not necessarily true. Not necessarily true. Ah, exceptions don't make the rule, even though that's pretty much always going to be part of the rule. Not necessarily true. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. And add on the belief that fatness causes illness, which. It does. It's also the product of the bad habits that led to the fatness and the other illnesses. Fatness is essentially an illness because it's the byproduct of you trashing yourself. And we know that the fat cells send signals and signal to the body and it changes how your body processes nutrients. Like it's, it's there. It's there. So again, it's not necessarily true. You end up with this disgusting gloop of fat phobic, ableist, white supremacy. There is a disproportionate amount of violence committed against disabled people. I want proof. I want proof. There is a disproportionate amount of violence. Violence. So one, this is someone who's never experienced violence, it seems. Do you know what that word means? I do not think you, you do. In the I don't think it means what you think it means. Let's see what the latest revisionist dictionary says about violence, because we, we know I got to go get my my dictionaries in the other room. I have like a 1950s or 60s dictionary before they started changing things. Uh, violence, behavior or treatment in which physical force is exerted for the purpose of causing damage or injury. <laughs> physical force. Uh, intense force or great power. So there's a disproportionate amount of violence committed against disabled people. All right. Where? Sounds like a front page news story. Person in wheelchair pushed off a bridge. Just clockwork orange style. Anyone? Where's the disproportionate amount of violence. 
Ah, uh, yes, there isn't. Gotcha. People and people of color. Even if you are not personally committing violence against these groups, you disabled people, fat people, and people of color. Okay, so she was going to continue. You group all these together. Disproportionate amount of violence committed against disabled people, fat people, and people of color. That's not true. It's just not true. In this country, most of like the gun violence, for example, is perpetuated by young people of color. It's not true. It's not true. Fat people? Who's damaging and who's, who's violent against fat people? You don't have to be violent against fat people. They're violent against themselves. Even if you are not personally committing violence against these groups, you are contributing to it with the hateful vitriol that you call content. I hope one day you realize the effect of all of the hate you put into the world, and I hope one day you have to sit with the damage that you have done to some really wonderful people. Like you? You're a wonderful person. Speaking of hate and vitriol, um, that was a very loving and compassionate video. That was great. That was great. Um, well... I didn't know they stacked shit that high. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, but we got something to bring it all back. We got something to bring it all back. We're, we're going to bring this train back to the station. Pick a number. Let's see. We got one. We're going to bring this back. Fam, we have a throwback. <laughs> What's in the box? All right. We got a special Balls Deep edit, and we got more coming up for tomorrow's overtime segment. Check this out. Here we go. I have thin privilege. You what? But I'm so fat. And that's a fact. How can I possibly have thin privilege? Yes, exactly. Because there are people who are fatter than me. Oh, God. When I go up on a plane... I might need a seatbelt extender. I might be uncomfortable. I may not feel good. People may say things to me, but I don't need to buy a second seat or risk getting kicked off the plane. That means that I have privilege compared to people who have that experience. You may not even need a seatbelt extender. If that's the case, then you have privilege compared to me. Somebody who is a model size may have privilege compared to you, but that doesn't mean you don't have any privilege. Almost all of us have some thin privilege. It's a spectrum and it goes by degrees. Oh, hey guys, I'm back from retard school. Yeah, the only country where this chick will have thin fucking privilege. Let's give it up. Fucking America, baby. America. <laughs> America. Oh, God. What a great edit. What a great edit. Okay, we'll have more of those tomorrow during overtime. So, great show today, everyone. Sorry for some of those videos. That was deep. That was deep. But look, but look here. I mean, this is why this is called that. That's this is why that was called the balls deep section. That it's balls deep for a reason. It's going to be painful. It's going to be uncomfortable, but we always finish. We always get through it. And then we come back for more tomorrow. Understand? That's why it has to hurt. It has to be painful. 
pretty much what it is. Okay, well, you can't, you can't take the knowledge cock that deep and have it not be uncomfortable. It's just not going to happen. All right, overtime tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow morning, we got Fef. We have our Fef cast. So join the fam today, solnormousx.com. And we have a new drive mole gaining. We'll have some new edits. It's going to be, um, it's going to be brutal tomorrow too, but you know, it, we're going to make it through. It'll be fine. <sighs> but that's the thing. I agree, Rebecca. Uh, I agree, Rebecca says, I'm just glad to endure the pain with you all. We are all in this together. We all did it. That, that's what you have to understand. And this is what you have to get from this is that we're here. We made it. Wax is saying walking bow-legged now. Thanks a lot. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Because, because. Sorry, not sorry. Um, so shout out to all the birthing persons out there or persons that choose not to birth or women with penises. Shout out to... Uh, all the oxymorons <laughs> shout out to all you people. You can, you're all welcome here in the swole fam. As long as you bring logic and common sense with you, you could be here. You could be here as long as you choose to be in our reality, which is reality itself. You're welcome here. We love you. Here, 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 Where's my corn cob pipe. All right, let's give away today's swole card. Uh, hashtag seven pillars. And <laughs> Elizabeth, what do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? I don't believe you people. <laughs> what do you mean, you people? <laughs> what do you mean, you people? That's my favorite part. <laughs> seven pillars, beaches. Here we go, Falcon. Raffle this bitch off. Thank you. Thank you, Falcon. Hey, Freddy, Falcon. Eh? Freddy, Falcon. Scrolling. Ah, uh, we have a winner. Oh, I just clicked off it. We have a winner. How do you pronounce that? The A with the little circle hat. Is it? How do you, how do you pronounce that? I need the phonetic spelling. Age is it Aj? Aj Valdez? I don't know. That's cool. How do you pronounce that A? I like the A. It's got a little flair. It's got a little hat. Congratulations. Congratulations. I'm going to call you Age. Is it a soft G? Is it a hard G? Is it a flat A? Is it like an U? Uh? Is it an U? Uh? Is it an A? Uh? Hey, Poppy. Hadouken. Congratulations. Send us an email to support at swolenormous.com. Swole card 2561 in the subject, your mailing address in the bio, the email, and uh, we'll give you the swole card. And fam, um, we'll take a soundboard. We'll, we'll take soundboard requests and Valdez, you can drop your soundboard request in the comments down below. I need the phonetical spelling. I don't like to butcher names. Fam, I love you all, Bishas. I don't care what you have between your legs. As long as you're making sick fucking games. I just don't like stupid shit. I, I just don't like stupid shit. I don't. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things At the same I've time, I love stupid shit because it's so stupid. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room 
is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. How about I send you a hobo's dick cheese? Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you for being here, Dan. Appreciate it. Uh, Jeff is asking, where are his nipples? As you can see, my nipples have been removed from my body. Where they are, I don't know. I hope you find them, Jeff. I hope you find them. Her penis. One hand. Loud noises! Ooh. Come on, stop whining. Fucking prison on planet bullshit. The galaxy of fucks camel dicks. Tainty man. Tainty boy. No medication except my fucking antidepressants. I got you. Fucking bullshit. Valdez, thank you. The letter A is from the Norwegian alphabet. That doesn't help me. It's like the I or the L. So is it Ilj? Ilj Valdez. Valdez? It's like the L. I can't tell if it's a capital I or a lowercase L. Fuck! I can't tell what it is. I don't know what it is. I don't speak iceberg. Fucking Norwegians, man. Almost missed that knowledge, cock. Fuck. I don't know. I don't know what you people do over there. What do you do over there? It's just fucking cold. What do you do? God. It reminds me from um, Wedding Crashers. What's she doing over there? What's she doing up there? I I never know what she's doing. I never know what she's doing. I, I don't know what's happening in Norway. It's like the L. It doesn't even seem like you know what's going on over there. You gave me like an I, a capital I or a lowercase L. So you have an A with a little hat. It's like an L or an I. Is it Aish? Aish? Oh, you just said O like an ogre. We go to the gym. So it's not like an I. So you hit the... I'm going to, I'm going to take this fucking swole card right back. I'm going to take the swole card right back. Does anyone know what's happening? So it's Oge? Why why don't you just use an O? You have to do the little... So you have an A there. So, so you have an O on top of the A. So it's really the, the hat that you want to use. It's like the O. So why'd you make it so small? Why don't you just put the... Ogre? So that's your name? Ogre? Like Ogi or Oga? Oga Valdez. Oga sounds kind of like a Norwegian thing. Oga Valdez. Is that, does that sound good? Oga? I can call you Oga. Is that a hard G? 
The comment's coming from Norway, so let's give it some time to come through. I need to know before we leave. This is going to distract me. Yes. You just put yes. I don't. Yes to what? Where's that? I'm gonna fucking light this on fire. I'm gonna I'm gonna eat your fucking car. Oga Oga Valda. Yeah, okay, 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 all right. I'm gonna fucking eat it. You want this fucking card? I'll give you this fucking card. I'll put it right down. Okay, all right. Okay, all right. Hold okay, hold on. Okay. It's okay. It's all right. You fucking people. Send you the card. Send you the card. Oga, I send you the fucking card. It's Oga. That's your name now. Like, I don't, that, that is your name. That's how I'm saying it. So if you embarrass me in front of my Norwegian friends, it's on you. All right, I'm done. Tomorrow, Fef, tomorrow, overtime. Join the fam today, salormousx.com if you want to surround yourself with absolutely insane people like myself and the Swole fam, but awesome people all the same. And, uh, I, I don't know who's more insane. Is it me? Am I the insane one? Or are you all the insane ones? And you're more insane because you're here by choice. Like, who's the weird one? You know what I'm saying? That's a, that's a, that's a titty twister right there, isn't it? And here's the thing, fam. We all have nips. So all of your, everyone's tits can get twisted. Let's keep it up top, right? Down below, it's like, that's a mystery these days, but we all got tits. We all have tits. Okay. Yeah, the show was done like an hour ago. Fam, my nips are rock hard. I'm about to get some fucking gains. Go enjoy the rest of your day. Peace, McGeese, Deuce, McGoose. Ya boy. Papa Swolio. Oh, 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 out. Crazy flow, need a straight jacket. Cash flow, I'm a bank addict. Six subs, had the bass smacking. Paid away, had the place clapping. Three girls is enough for me, so I pull out like the stock's crashing, like an IPO trying to purchase me. This a private sector, so you can't have it. Faking all that boom bapping. Who you think you is, boy? 90s want they sound back, so I give rap all these fake rappers as I take matters in my own hands. I don't need rapping, I don't need Zans. I don't need help, I'm a grown man. Now they can't laugh, and they so mad, it's like. Yeah, I found that Young King with my crown at Ten racks in the fanny pack 